For the first time in a long time, the Devils finally have a game, and it's going to come against the Arizona Coyotes. That has to be a gimme win, and for the most part, we are back at full strength, and joining me on today's show is Robin and Carl of Locked On Coyotes. We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And first and foremost, I want to start off with an apology. I apologize for not posting an episode yesterday, but as some of you guys may have seen from my personal Twitter page and also I gave an update on the Locked On Devils Twitter page, I was calling nine hockey games over the weekend and by the time uh, and Monday rolled around, my throat was completely shot. So uh, I, I just decided to give my vocal box a rest. So for right now and for probably for the next couple of days, I'm going to be speaking a little softer. It might sound a little scratchy, but uh, and if I do yell, my voice might crack a little bit. So just, just bear with me as I try to repair my voice box. So if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I basically talked about the significance and the importance of Jack Hughes being named an all-star, how it means a lot for not only the New Jersey Devils organization and for his career, but for for all the more recent first overall picks because there's been strong debate as to whether or not, you know, the more recent first overall picks in recent years will uh, ever amount to anything at the NHL level. You could make the argument saying, like, because, you know, since the Sabres and the Devils have had uh, most of the first overall selections the past few years, maybe it's just their organization. But my thing is, like, look for Alexi Lafreniere and look where the Rangers are at currently. And you would think that Lafreniere will be playing a huge, vital role in the success of the of the Rangers organization, but you know, uh, looking at his overall production numbers, uh, that couldn't have been further from the truth. So, uh, just just keep that in mind when you're just saying it's probably a Sabers or a Devils thing because maybe it's only just one team. But at the same time, it's just like you know, Rangers are doing well, Lafreniere is not doing well, so. Just keep that in mind. So it is game day for the New Jersey Devils. We will be playing the Arizona Coyotes, and this is going to be like our second game in the past 12 days. So it's been a while since I've gotten to cover a game for the Devils in terms of what to look for uh, pregame and then my uh, overall reactions to the postgame. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this game because we'll be playing the Arizona Coyotes. Now, I still stand by my statement saying this is a gimme win for the Devils. However, uh, let's keep in mind that we're coming back rusty and we finally got Mackenzie Blackwood back. So I told you guys the blessing in disguise for this extended period of time is that we're starting to get some of our players back. We got in, in, in during this uh, time off, we got Jesper Brock back and we got Mackenzie Blackwood back. So those are two key vital uh, players that we need in order to be successful because, you know, we got Sharon Govich back, we got Zaka back, but, uh, you know, I was looking for uh, uh, Blackwood and, and Brock just because they play such a vital role in our overall success. So I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, th- this is the blessing in disguise. And uh, we're back pretty much at full strength against Coyotes. We're still missing about three players. We're missing Dougie Hamilton, still recovering from his facial fracture. And remember, he had to get surgery. Jonathan Bernier is out for the entire year. And Miles Wood. I've been meaning to say this on the show uh, recently, but better late than ever. It's been revealed that Miles Wood uh, got back onto the ice and that he hit the rink for the first time since uh, having surgery. Now, 
here's the thing, guys. I wouldn't jump to conclusions quite yet. Oh, man, my voice is fading on me a little bit, so I, I, I'm sorry about that. But uh, going back to what I was saying, I wouldn't really um, jump to conclusions in terms of the overall timeline for Miles Wood. Look, I saw a lot of people get excited saying that he was returning to the ring, so that means uh, that his return to the Devils lineup could be soon. However, my thing is pump the brakes. I think they're going to take their sweet time with Miles Wood. There's really no rush to bring him back. The Devils are... Pretty much like they're they're still like I said I still believe they can get the second wild card spot but the Boston Bruins are starting to distance themselves away from the competition so we gotta you know keep up with the Boston Bruins and we also have to keep up with the Detroit Red Wings so uh, like I said I don't think the the Devils are really in a must need get Miles Wood back onto the ring kind of thing now if it was Jack Hughes if it was Doug Hamilton different story but for uh, Miles Wood who would be playing on our bottom six you know great player glad glad that he put up a decent amount of production last season and also, you know, was able to light a fire underneath the behinds of Nathan Bastion and Mikey McLeod. But at the same time, I, I get he's a leader on this team, but it's just better to just take our sweet time with uh, Miles Wood and not really rush him back, especially since the Devils are in a decent spot. Look, I still believe in the Devils. I know a lot of you probably have given up on them. A lot of you have lost hope, but keep in mind, guys, Like, and I'm glad that the NHL started to make this uh, rule change, and I'll, I'll talk about it in a in a future episode, but they decided to stop testing asymptomatic players after the All-Star break, and maybe I might be alone in all this, maybe I have a controversial take, but I'm actually glad that they're doing that because that's the necessary step we need in order to, you know, stop uh, teams going through what the Devils and many other teams are going through, which is, keep in mind, it, it will change for Canada, but, you know, because uh, they're stricter about their COVID uh, guidelines, but, you know, like like I said, um, I forget which player on the Devils said this, but he said that he was asymptomatic when he had COVID, and he said it was this was Ryan Graves. I remember Ryan Graves said in in an interview saying that he was kind of frustrated that he had to sit on the sidelines due to, you know, being in COVID protocol. However, he was asymptomatic, and uh, you know, and he felt like he could have just played, but you know, he had to abide by the rules because I guess he tested positive for COVID, but at the same time, he was asymptomatic. So. Uh, that that's my thing. It's just like I'll talk about it in a future episode. But I, bottom line is, I'm glad that the Devils and are, are going to finally be given a break, and I'm glad that the NHL is following suit of the NFL and just basically stop testing asymptomatic players because we're in a different time period in terms of how do we deal with COVID. I think we're better, let's face it, we're better equipped to deal with it now than we were March 2020. And and that's just a fact because, you know, we have vaccines, we have regulations, like almost 100% of the league is vaccinated, but yet you're not going to get the virus down to 0%. And you and you got to keep fans in the stands. Otherwise, you know, owners can lose money and we're going to result in a lockout similar to the MLB. So I'll talk about it in a future episode, but I'm glad that the uh, NHL is, you know, going in this direction. I might be alone in all this, but that's my personal opinion, and I'm not trying to offend anyone. So anyway, game day for the New Jersey Devils, and I'm going to do a crossover with Robin and Carl of Locked on Coyotes, and we're basically going to be talking about where our teams currently sit, uh, X-Factors, overall predictions. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So we're going to talk to them momentarily.
Okay, it's time for a crossover with Robin and Carl of Lockdown Coyotes, and we're going to be talking all things pregame uh, for this matchup between the Coyotes and the Devils. So let's take it away. Welcome to the show, everybody. This special crossover episode, the second crossover episode for the Coyote side of the week. This is Locked On Coyotes and Locked On Devils. I'm Robin Leonya, Carl Pavlik, my co-host of Locked On Coyotes, right beside me. Trey Matthews of Locked On New Jersey Devils also joins this episode. Trey, how you doing? How the uh, how are the Devils looking? Uh, how are the Devils looking? Well, very inconsistent. Uh, we're currently on a on a two game uh, losing streak. However, the thing is, we've only played like two games in the past twelve days, so I'm not sure if they're going to come out rusty or if they're going to come out, you know, with a sense of purpose. Pretty much, we're back at full strength. The only people who are out in terms of playing a key role. Uh, is Dougie Hamilton because he suffered a facial facial fracture. So we're probably not going to see him in the next game. Um, uh, Jonathan Bernier, he had to get uh, season ending hip surgery and miles wood has been out for the entirety of this year. He got hurt in preseason. So uh, the, the only key people who are out, like I said, are Dougie Hamilton, Jonathan Bernier, and um, also miles wood. So, we're, we're pretty much back at full strength. We could have used this for a couple of games because looking at our last game against the Islanders, we really could have played much better had we had everyone back like at full strength or if we had like someone like Jesper brought into the lineup, so, something like that. Just we And also Mackenzie Blackwood was on the COVID protocol. We had to uh, get an emergency backup goalie. So it, it, it's just been a cluster mess the last uh, couple of games for the Devils. And it's not on the wrongdoing of of how the devils are executing it's just you know we've been rocking a skeleton roster pretty much for the last couple of games but i'm glad that there, there's sometimes a blessing in disguise when when you have this extended off period because you you get everyone back and then uh you start to play better because after the extended christmas break we 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 got off to a, a pretty decent start we went on a three-game win streak uh jack hughes was able to put up 12 points in the last five or so games and um, that's how that's ultimately what secured his ticket to Las Vegas to represent the New Jersey Devils in the All-Star game. So um, there's been some highs. There's been a lot of lows this year for the Devils, including maybe what's going to happen to Lindy Ruff if we uh, if we don't improve. Um, so, yeah, it, it it's just been a roller coaster. So at the beginning of the year, there was hope, there was optimism for the first two games or so. We, there, there was happiness, but then season went on, went on like a six-game losing streak, and then extended Christmas break, and then three-game win streak. And uh, now we're, we're back to struggling just a little bit, but it's due to our roster being depleted. But at the same time, I just feel like if um, if we had so many players that weren't on COVID protocol, we would be much better. And I, I know this is the case for a lot of NHL teams, but I'm glad that we were finally able to get players like uh, recently coming off the COVID protocol were uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, Yanni Kwokinen, Mason Gearston, um, uh, let's see, Zaka, Sharon Govich. Like, it seemed like every time we did, and also Jesper Brat, it seemed like every time we did something, like, really good, it just seemed like we went, someone went back to the COVID protocol. Well, it's kind of interesting that you say that because looking at the standings, Devils are kind of low, but it does seem like there's this kind of weird equalizer this season where you never know when a team is going to end up getting most of their players on COVID protocol. So do you guys still have like optimism like that you can maybe pick it up in the second half or is it just kind of like outside the reach right now? 
there's definitely optimism I've been talking about on my show. We're we're within striking distance, but we need things to go our way because uh, we're we're pretty much not going to get a top uh, three position in all, in the metropolitan division. It's just I don't see it happening. We would need to catch like lightning in a bottle. Yeah, but we could possibly get the final wild card spot. But it really depends on how much better the Detroit Red Wings get. It, it depends on how better the Boston Bruins get. So. At the end of the day, I do have confidence, but just how inconsistent we've been, you know, I, I do have my worries a little bit. It's interesting, too, that you mentioned, you know, that they pleaded roster because the Arizona Coyotes have, were in a, in a similar situation through this year. They have, like, I think, like, what, 12 guys in injured reserve, not to mention they got guys who are uh, going through – uh, who went through the COVID protocol as well, up to the point where like half of the roster is Tucson Roadrunners. And I even joked around th- about that with you is uh, with, when the Devils went through that period, I think earlier this this month and things like, it's like, why not go to Utica? What was the problem with that? The problem is, is that due to the taxi squad rules, there was only a handful of uh, players that were eligible to, you know, be added to the taxi squad. Because, um, you know, I talked about on my show, like, if the Devils wanted to go to Utica, they're going to have to rely on, like, the veteran players of Utica, not like, you know, some players that we have in mind. So that that was kind of the thing, and that was kind of um, the issue that we were having. Just, you know, um, only a handful of players met the eligibility requirements to be added to the taxi squad. So um, we've had a few players come up and, um, you know, show what they're capable of doing, but at the same time, uh, I'd, I'd just much rather, uh, like, just keep playing through it because, you know, chances are they won't go back to the COVID protocol, in my, you know, it, or it won't be that soon. Yeah. I'm just – I'm knock on wood. I'm just waiting until uh, I get the tweet saying that Jack Hughes has been added to the COVID protocol. I mean, with the, with the new, if the new changes, it seems like probably it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I, I don't think we've talked about that, um, but yeah, the NHL announced that they are not going to be testing asymptomatic players right now. Correct? Yeah, that's correct. Or or no, no, no it's going to take place after the All Star game. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but uh, we uh, the the player I think most of us were worried about um, was Jacob Chikrin being put on COVID protocol, but he got put on while he was injured. So. That was kind of just a blessing in disguise. Like his one time, he was like out with a lower body injury. So you're like, oh, okay, that works. I mean, yeah, Jake, I think Chickering actually went to go uh, travel to New Jersey and on the East Coast. But I mean, obviously, probably still questionable coming off his injury. And that also means activated it off COVID protocol. Um, I think the other player that was in COVID protocol in the last week, Scott Wedgwood. So he'll probably be back as well. Oh, which, Scott Wedgwood. <laughs> which we got from you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was kind of sad to see Scott Wedgwood go because I said that he kind of deserved another chance uh, with the Devils just because he was put into a very interesting situation last year. So we originally signed him for him to be third string. Like, and you know, possibly play in our AHL program if no one uh, claimed him off waivers. But um, so Corey Crawford abruptly retires. Yeah. Mackenzie Blackwood um, got, got, got placed onto the COVID protocol last season. So he was out for an extended period of time. 
so who had to be the starter for a few games, who had to hold down the fort? Scott Wedgwood. Now, the start of the season was actually pretty decent. He actually kept us afloat. The the ending towards the season, he struggled. But I said, you know what? I wouldn't mind bringing Scott Wedgwood back for um, for, for our third string role. I think he's earned it. Like maybe for a one or two year extension, a cheap deal, kind of two way. And they signed him to a two way deal. But unfortunately, we placed him on waivers to send him down, and you guys claimed him. I didn't think anyone would, was going to claim him. It was. I mean, it was, it was the second time. It was a sheer amount of time that it was that that was that was going to happen though, because like, uh, for the Coyotes' sake, they knew they didn't want to call up Ivan Prosvatov, and uh, Carter Hutton went on long-term injured reserves. It's like, all right, we need another goaltender to hold down the fort, and you know, and they were doing an eleven-game losing streak to open the season. And uh, here's and here's the thing, because we were talked about it, the last eleven-game losing streak that the Coyotes had. You know, back in the in the early 2010s, um, when I don't know, it was no, like, that was like late. That was like was the mid, first hockey it was, year. It was mid 20. It was mid 2010s. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but what was it? Uh, oh yeah. So like the uh, they 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 get a, a goaltender off of off of waivers in Scott Wedgwood then, and they do it again this time. It was really. I wanted um, the the Devils to claim Anton Hudobin off uh, waivers when the uh, Dallas Stars waived him because I thought that would actually be a good, solid backup goalie because we didn't know the situation for Jonathan Bernier. And I was like, you, you possibly have to think worst-case scenario. So why don't you get Anton Hudobin? But, you know, we, we didn't get him. But they should have listened to me. But I mean, goaltending waiver claims always seem to be the most interesting. I think the Coyotes first got Ilya Brzgalov off of waivers. Like – from the Anaheim Ducks all those years ago. Like, you can get some, like, really interesting players and goalies because they're playing at, like, all levels of the league. Like, we're seeing that uh, uh, Carol Vimelka, the Coyotes' starter right now, was playing in a lower check league. He just came out of nowhere, and he's got a – admittedly, it's a starting job on a terrible team, but he's still starting in, in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, um, our our goalie situation has been interesting the last couple of years. We're we're still waiting for Mackenzie Blackwood to take the next step forward in his career. I personally think he is capable of doing it because uh, you know three years ago they were talking about he could be a Vezina Trophy winner, and I I still believe he can. But uh, so far, there's been a couple games where he just looks like he was not into it. We're just waiting. We're just waiting for Mackenzie Blackwood to take that that next step. But I I think we're on the uh, I think we're on the right path. We still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes and Locked On Devils. We're going to talk more about both these teams as well as uh, just take a look ahead at what's getting ready for the game that's set for today. It's the Arizona Coyotes at New Jersey Devils, 5 p.m. Mountain Time. So it is yeah, so 7 p.m. over there on the East Coast. We'll get more to that in just a sec. But first, Carl wants to... Share with you all the goodies about Bill Bar. Oh, yeah. So I just got a message and that uh, it's a new year. And so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bill Bar in your plan. Bill Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Uh, Bill Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolutions because it tastes really good. Most people, like if you go on a resolution, resol- ha. If you go on a diet to start the new year, like you really kind of run out of steam when you start tasting things that don't taste good. 
Built Bars aren't that. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They only have 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and you get 17 grams of protein. Compare that to, you know, Candy Bar, which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Uh, and even if you're fan, not a fan of working out, you can at least get something that tastes good and that's good for you. That way, when you do have a delicious Built Bar, you can just say it almost counts as a workout. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So back here on the special crossover episode, Locked on Coyotes and Locked on Devils, Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik, and Trey Matthews. We're talking well, the Coyotes and the Devils play today. Uh, and uh, well, it's going to be an interesting thing. Both these teams in different parts of the standings. Uh, especially because the Arizona and the Coyotes are in contention for the lottery pick, <laughs> uh, which will be an interesting one. But oh man, it's it, it Trey. I don't know. I, I don't know how else to describe it to you. It's been brutal covering, which eight. is. I am glad you you, you uh, said that, Robin. Because here's the thing. I said. Uh, these next few games for the Devils, like prior to like the Islanders, uh, prior to the Columbus Blue Jackets, you know, things like that. I said, we have a lot of gimme wins on the table before we have to play a team like the Carolina Hurricanes or the Tampa Bay Lightning, teams like that. So I was just like, okay, um, what uh, the Coyotes, that has to be a gimme win. And we're back at full strength for the most part. We're still missing uh, two key guys. We're, we're missing Jonathan Bernier. We're missing... Um, uh, Dougie Hamilton and Miles Wood hasn't played all season, but so we've, we've been holding down the fort without him. It would be good to have him back, but you know, that's a story for another time. But I'm just like, the Coyotes have got to be a gimme win. The excuses will be slim to none if we absolutely botch it because we got Jesper Brock back, we got Severson back, we got uh Blackwood back, we got Quokinen back, and, and you know, we we're, we we got Zaka back, Sharon Govich, we, you know. We're, we're, we're getting all our guys back from COVID protocol. So it's like, for the most part, we are back at full strength. I'd say the only person that we, you know, would need to just complete it all together, Dougie Hamilton. But I don't know how much longer he's going to be out. But so I so I, I think of this win as a gimme win for the Devils with all due respect. I, I mean, I, it's I, understandable. I, it's understandable, although – I still would be you guys slightly careful. Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, I will give you yeah. That. I was yeah. going to say that because, uh, especially if you got a guy like Karove Melka in net, which it's obviously there's no confirmation whether it's going to be Wedgwood or Vemelka. Um, wouldn't surprise me it's Vemelka since it's literally Wedgwood's just coming off COVID protocol. They needed to give him some time to warm up and all stuff like that. So yeah, and they got back and, to back coming up at the end of the week. Yeah, and and Vemelka has had again. I think what I mentioned this in previous in the previous episodes of the crossovers like three games of at least 45 saves which is yep. unbelievable um like one of them was uh was against the uh toronto maple leafs and the other two were against the winnipeg jets yep. and one of those was a 1-0 shutout win over the jets so I don't know what he does but he does it and so i'd, I'd be I'd, I'd be careful of that but all but it also is a pretty valid statement <laughs> yeah, based on yeah. how the Coyotes are as a team overall. Yeah. They're, they're not good. Uh, and the best they have looked 
has been against the Montreal Canadiens, another not good team. Uh, they looked kind of okay against the Chicago Blackhawks, another not good team. Uh, and they just kind of stole a win against the Maple Leafs. Uh, so that's been the Coyotes' recent success. That, and they did take the Carolina Hur- or the Colorado Avalanche to a shootout, which they lost. But taking the Avalanche to a shootout, that's kind of a win. And that was with Ivan Prosvatov in net. That was with Ivan Prosvatov in net. So AHL goalie, four AHL defensemen. Uh, I will take. I will take the dub. <laughs> I will take the win. I will take the two points. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, I want to. Res- I, I, I'm not trying to slander the Coyotes at all. But the one thing I say on my show is like, very rarely will I give the Devils like a moral victory. Like you know, I, like you know, if we play hard and we lose and we lose in like OT or whatever case might be, I'm just like, look, look, um, look. I'm glad we got the point though. Like I'm, I'm usually very optimistic if we if we're able to like muster up a point. But I hate giving moral victories. Just not who I am. I, I, I think out of all my episodes, I think only five percent of them I've like acknowledged. Like you know what, this was a hard fought game. They should be very proud. I think the last time I did that was when they lost the Islanders. And that was just because it was a skeleton roster. And so it, it, we weren't really um, in the position to win. Like I, I said, mean, I, I just see this game as a, as a gimme win for the Devils. I think, McK- And now it's time to put Mackenzie Blackwood back in between the pipes after missing an extended period of time. But the thing is, and this is actually very funny, I said Mackenzie Blackwood needs a day off because – he had played in six consecutive games, and he got an extended periods of days off because he had to go to COVID protocol. I'm just like, that's not what I meant. Like, <laughs> that is not what I meant. You got to be careful when you're making those wishes. Uh, they just I backfire know, on that, you. I don't know. I'm not – I don't know, that, I don't even know why I do that because I'm not the world's luckiest person. That happened to us last year because we were we – were, I think we were talking about how, how lethal last year's goaltending was for the Coyotes because they had – not one, not two, but three really good goaltenders last year. And then, you know, Kemper would go on a really good run. He's like, but, you know, we should get Ronta in there maybe for a game. And all of a sudden, uh, he goes out. Kemper goes out with an injury and like, takes him out for a couple of weeks. And then Ronta will go on five straight starts. And it's like, it's like, all right, all right, give it to Hill. You need give gives Ronta some rest. And then Ronta goes out with an injury. Then Hill goes 10 straight games or 11 straight games before we're like, Jesus, calm the frick down. <laughs> I mean, let, let me just say this, though. You mentioned the Devils having a skeleton crew and giving them a moral victory. The Coyotes are a skeleton team. Like, <laughs> Travis Boyd is our number one center at this point. Uh, someone was, like, talking about Jay Beagle. And they're like, yeah, he was a good fourth-line center, good penalty killer. I'm like, cool, he's centering our third line. Or I think it was the second at the time. Like, the Coyotes are just not – built to be a competitive team this year half of the coyotes defense is still tucson roadrunners players yeah and that's before injuries like everything is a moral victory this year or nothing is uh i it's either be very depressed all the time or just just celebrate the little things here's my thing i look i need the devils to win this game like because looking at ahead of our uh schedule i'm a little concerned so, like, after we play you guys, we got to play the Hurricanes. Then we got to play the LA Kings. Decent team, but still a team that I feel like could give us some trouble. Then we got to play the uh, Dallas Stars, a team I'm not really too worried about. 
but you know, it's the Devils we're talking about. Then, then we got to play the Tampa Bay Lightning, then the Carolina Hurricanes again, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I and then you know we'll play the Blackhawks, Canucks, and, and Blue Jackets. So, but you know, my thing is just, just like uh, looking at these next five or so games. I'm a little concerned because I think we're going to have more losses than wins. It, it, we'd be lucky if we muster up a win in our next uh, few games after we play you guys. So I'm just like. We need to win now because I have no idea when our next win is going to come. Because for for the Stars and Kings, quite honestly, I'm like, flip a coin. I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's two out that, of three, though. That's a that's a tough lineup. Um, and if you're looking for points, uh, it's going to be hard to get too many. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, I got to be careful when I guarantee these wins because I guarantee to win against the, um, the Ottawa Senators and we ended up losing in OT, so... Or was it a shootout? I forget. It this was, was us. Th- th- this was um, me and Carl. I think at the beginning of the year, we were talking like we- they had the Chicago Blackhawks coming up, and at the time, the Blackhawks. I mean, they're still a bad team, but like we were just like, um, but this- we were just like, okay, you know, this has got to be a win for the Arizona Coyotes. Like they're both like bottom feeder teams, but like come on, the Coyotes they got to see this as an opportunity, and they blow it. Just like. Dylan Strom scores on the power play, game-winning goal. Just the guy who left. I know. I know you guys are older than me, but welcome to my world, kids. <sighs> oh man! And I was gonna say the first time I remember watching the Devils seriously uh, was that game against the or that series against the LA Kings, um, because that was when I first started watching the Coyotes. So. It's, you really did? Did you just bring that up because you had to bring it up, or are you just trying to rub it? In? I mean, like, no. Uh, trust me, I'm going to bring up the first overall pick soon uh, because <laughs> that is definitely something that we should talk about because it's the experience we're hoping to get. That first oh, overall first, pick. first overall picks. Okay, so yeah. here's the thing. I actually talked about it in a, in, a, in my latest episode. The first overall picks have. Oh, I'll leave Owen Power off the list because he obviously has not played in an NHL game yet, but. I'd say uh, Nico Heizer and after first overall picks. You know, let's see: Rasmus Dahlin, uh, Alexi Lafreniere, um, Nico Heizer. You know, the, I, look, Heizer's on my team, and and, yeah. and I want to and I want to um, say he's good and all, but he hasn't exactly taken the league by storm. He's the youngest captain in the NHL. I'll give him that, but you know, due to injuries and you know other factors, he hasn't really you know, dominated, but Jack Hughes being named an all-star, that's huge, especially for the more recent first overall picks, just because the last few years we've been having this debate, like, you know, if you're drafted first overall, you're not really guaranteed a bona fide, um, a bona fide stardom in this league kind of thing. Yeah. Just, just because see. like, you know, I like, like I said, I literally saw a YouTube video of Deline getting booed like for, for, mis- for mistakes he made. By the by, his home team, his hometown crowd, nonetheless. I will say this though, regarding the first overall, and that's just coming in these next two drafts in these next two years. Shane Wright and Connor Bedard are touted, and like in like the only time, last time I've heard of something similar to this is Connor McDavid level of being a future game changing superstar, um, and. That's why the Arizona Coyotes are on the shame for Shane sweepstakes right now because they know that. 
Oh boy, Lafreniere is somewhere out there listening to this show. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. That'd be cool. I mean, yeah, no, no. And, and fair I, point. I, I remember talking, hearing about Alexis Lafreniere, and I'm like, okay, yeah, he's gonna be great, and one day. But these guys, like, 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 they were. I think they made comparisons. I think for um, Bedard and for Shane Wright, and it's just like these guys are breaking records that were either previously set by in that league by Connor McDavid or by Sidney Crosby. Um, and it's, it's going like, to be a. I don't mean to burst your bubble or anything, but I think it's going to be a while before we see another like um, Cindy Crosby or Connor McDavid or, or let's see who else was uh, Patrick Kane um, or maybe even an Aaron Ekblad where, you know, you're one of the leaders of your team, but you, you but Aaron Ekblad hasn't been to the all-star game in like seven or so years. But um, uh, I think it's going to be a while before we see that kind of level of dominance. Now, I could be wrong. I could like, you know, Owen Power could come in and, like, either whether it be next year or, or the year after, Owen Power could come in and, and dominate on the defensive end. But for the Sabres, highly doubt it. But still, um, you know, I'm just saying, like, you know, look, it's nice to have expectations like that. But, you know, be very, very careful. That's my well, thing. See, and this is why I asked because you got that knowledge. We don't – we've – the Coyotes, despite being a horrible team – for pretty much most of their existence, have never drafted higher than three. And the time, the last time they drafted three, they picked up Dylan Strom, which didn't pan out. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the time before that, Kyle Turris, who uh, also didn't pan out, but for different reasons. Who's that again? Is he in a band? <laughs> What, are you talking about the punk rock singer? Sure. <laughs> That's a good punk rock singer name. Uh... I'll check. I'll check him out on on uh, Spotify. I <laughs> uh, love to hear. It. Love to hear it. But we still got more to get to on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. It's get. We're gonna get to prediction time. How do we think that this game is gonna go? What do I think? What do you think the score is gonna be? And and all such things like that. Before we get to that, though. Trey, you got some special words from our friends at Bet Online. Yep, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of the best sport wagering action for 2022, new year, and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started from football, basketball, hockey boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, even NASCAR. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fast and easy way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please please visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And also, please remember to gamble responsibly. Absolutely. That's that's That right there is some important words. Gambling responsibly. Um, I, would say, I would say a joke, but I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For those old listeners in Arizona, and I think it's probably accessible elsewhere too, but we there, there is a toll-free number for uh, for gambling problems. So um, if you need it, we will be more than more than happy to provide that for you. Uh, but let's get to the Bet Online picks of the game, my favorite segment, where uh, I'm still pretty on like I'm still doing pretty well. There are games when I fail epically and get it completely wrong, and there are games when I'm pretty darn right. 
last time I picked the over for the Montreal game, and yep, there you go. But here we go. Got the picks for this one. You have the uh, New Jersey Devils. They are point and a half favorites at plus 115. Money line minus 195 for the New Jersey Devils. And plus 175 for the Arizona Coyotes. Total points is set at six points. Bet the over at plus 104. Bet the under minus 115. I like those. I, I like to hear that. Favorites? I like that. I mean, the Coyotes be, have not be been the... They've only oh. been the favorites once in this entire year. They were favorites yes. once, and that was earlier this week against the Montreal Canadiens. I even joked about that with Scott and Laura. I'm like, I said, we have never been favorites until today. <laughs> Man, what a fall from grace going from the Stanley Cup finals to now going dead into the lottery. Ah. <laughs> uh. But I it's Montreal, so you just them. love to see it. Like, nobody is upset to see Montreal tumble. We're all just like, oh, this is fun. We'll watch I mean, that. It's, it's probably some payback for setting cars on fire for making it to the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> I can't wait for my crossover with Locked On uh, Canadians. Unfortunately, our game against them a couple weeks ago got postponed, and, and, and I saw it coming a mile away. Yeah, they're fun to talk to. I, I, I enjoy talking. I, I, I really enjoy talking to Scott and Laura. Okay, so my prediction for the game, uh, going back to what uh, the, the segment is about. Um, okay, so look, we're getting Mackenzie Blackwood back. That's going to be a major X factor, goaltending for the Devils. And we also got a few key pieces back. And we played pretty solid in our last game against the Islanders. However, we might come out a little rusty just because, like I said, this is going to be like our second game in like 12 days. And um, just getting everyone back from COVID protocol, because the, theoretically, here's the thing. We played actually pretty decent against the Columbus Blue Jackets, our second time out in which we lost against them because we did a, uh, a back-to-back uh, series with them. We won the first game, and then I think Jesper Bratt had to go to COVID protocol, so we lost the second game. And then um, – Playing against the Islanders, we, we put up a pretty decent battle, but just we just didn't have enough. So getting all those players I listed earlier in the show back is going to pay dividends for the Devils. Um, you know, I talked about uh, Sharon Govich. Uh, he, was a, he was able to score in, in uh, the last game against the Islanders. And here's something that's not really being talked about. Ever since the Christmas break game, or ever since, uh, excuse me, like, let me try that again. Ever since Christmas break, in every game that Sharon Govich has played in, he has scored a goal. So that, that's something that's not really being talked about, albeit Sharon Govich, you know, he was on the COVID protocol like earlier this month. So it's just like it was hard to like um, it, it, it was hard to notice it. But I've noticed it. His, his past few game appearances, he scored a goal. So uh, and I picked him as an X factor going into our uh, going into the Islanders game. And lo and behold, he was able to score. So um, when, when looking at this game, I think Jesper Brat is going to be the huge you know, X factor going forward, just because look, we, we talk about Jack Hughes having a great season, but another player that's not really getting enough love is Jesper Brock. Now, Carl, you asked me at the beginning of the show, who is Jesper Brock? You didn't really know who he was. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. He's our leader in goals, assists, and points, but you wouldn't know that because Jack Hughes gets all the credit and rightfully so Jack Hughes is what makes our, our engine run. And, and, you know, Here's a here's a narrative that doesn't really go into the favor of um, into the favor of Jesper Brock. 
um, when Jack Hughes got hurt second game of the year, the Devils, we were we were treading water, but we weren't really anything impressive. But Jesper Brat was the person who kept us above water. He kept us from sinking yeah. along with along with Dougie Hamilton. And now we get Jack Hughes back. And it and the reason why Jack Hughes is an all-star, and I said this in my last show, is just because he was able to light the league on fire, be one of the three top three stars of that particular week after the Christmas break. Um, and, and he put up 12 points in five games, and, and that's what solidified Jack Hughes going to the All-Star game. And also, the Devils went on a three-game win streak. We had big wins against the Oilers and against the Capitals, two games in which I thought the Devils would lose. And I was just like, okay, we need to get a win against Sabres, and we, 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 won, our, we won three games. So that, that's Jesper brought. And uh, I don't know if the last man, uh, the last man voting has uh, been official yet. I don't know if they've uh, named the official winner, but – yeah, if Jack Hughes goes to the All-Star game, yes, Robrat deserves to go alongside with him. He deserves it 100% because Jack Hughes gets all the credit. But Jack Hughes does not have the season he is having without yes, Robrat. And, and yes, Robrat, sixth-round pick, and he's about to top his career highs with ease this season. So my overall prediction Devils come out victorious by a score of four to two. Four to two. Four to two. So you're not going to bet on the total points because that is a that is a six goal push right there. I said we would come out rusty. Like I said, it's been a while since we played, so I think we're going to come out rusty and we're going to make a few boneheaded mistakes. That's what I'm. But I think our offense is going to be there, and I think it's going to out uh, shine maybe a few defensive laps because that's what the Devils tend to do. They whether it's uh whether it's our goalie or whether it's our defenseman, we always seem to make like a couple boneheaded plays that could have costed us. So, uh, I I will give you guys two goals. I won't say we're going to shut you out. I don't think we're going to play absolutely dominant. I think we're going to make a few mistakes. I mean, I would say something, uh, but my prediction is three two, uh, Devils. So, I, I'm kind of close with the. I would bet the under. I think Vimelka is going to be a, a solid player. I think you guys are going to be a little bit more rusty, not necessarily get the offense you want. But eh, this one, the Coyotes have won uh, you know, a couple games recently, but I don't put stock in that continuing. They seem to be like a game on, a game off, game on, game off. So I'm picturing a game off. Carl, you and I had the same score this game. Yeah, three to two Devils. I think it's pretty rare when you and I have the exact same score. There, um, but three to two Devils. So that is taking the under on this game because that is a that is five goals total, and taking the points for the Arizona Coyotes by losing only by one, um, because that it's a more efficient that way. Um, that's how I that, that's that's how it works for me because I um, I feel like I'm doing this almost every time. I'm always always going like. Uh, taking the points. Actually, no, I've given the points sometimes, but it is for this. Yeah. Uh, this just seems like it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a tighter game. Uh, I don't imagine the Coyotes are going to have like another 5-2 game like they did against the Montreal Canadiens. It's just, it's a different team. Um, and I don't necessarily think the Coyotes have a great shot with this one, uh, but I think they're going to make it close, keep things interesting. I think the uh, the re addition to Jacob Chickering back in the lineup will be nice. 
uh, assuming he is really good. To, it seems like he's good to go because they sent um, Vladislav Koyachanek back down to Tucson alongside um, Ivan Presvatov. So, promising. Yeah, promising. Uh, if not uh, Wednesday, no. Pro- I think he's there for the road trip. So, Kyle's got back to back coming up Friday, Saturday. So, maybe then. Got the Islanders and the Rangers at the end of this week. So, yeah. Fun. <laughs> but those are our predictions. Um, all pretty similar. I think Trey just has an extra point on there to, uh, to towards the Devils and make it. We'll make it interesting. It'll be a, it'll be quite the game to watch. Um, but once again, that game starting at five p.m. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do your closing, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You said three two, right? Yeah. yeah. OT shootout regulation 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 yeah regulation. regulation. Okay, just curious. Yeah. I've I've sometimes made those picks. I'm just like, oh, it's gonna be this and OT. Like I'm obviously <laughs> it's a crazy mix. I remember doing I, I did a crossover with uh, Herman of Locked On uh, Oilers, and he said like uh, the game would go into an OT and the Devils would win it, and he was right. Damn. You, like because he said like the Oilers don't play well in the afternoon. He said that they've been struggling in this aspect. So he said the game will go to OT and the Devils will win it. And he was right, and it was actually pretty pretty impressive. That is a that is an impressive pick, especially when you're taking into account like time of day. That's always. Uh, I wish I had known that the Coyotes do good in afternoon games. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyways, though, we are running out of time on this episode of Locked On Coyotes once again. You have the Arizona Coyotes and New Jersey Devils set for uh, 7 p.m. in New Jersey. That game is, of course, over there. That's 5 p.m. right here in Arizona. Once again, this is a special crossover, the Coyotes and Locked On Devils show. Trey, thanks for doing this crossover. Tell everybody where we can get you on social media and your podcast. You can find your pod, my podcast wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Megaphone, wherever the case might be, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, Odyssey. Uh, and you can also uh, find me on Twitter, T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T, and the number four. Find my Instagram, Trey Emery Matthews. And uh, Carl, Robin, where can we find you guys? You can go ahead and find us at LO underscore Coyotes on Twitter, on Instagram at Lockdown Coyotes, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lockdown Coyotes. Our personal accounts... I am at Robin underscore Leano. That is Robin with the Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. And Carl, I'll let you share it this time rather than me to share for you. Sure. I'm at Carl Pavlock F-F-H. You can follow all of us and you can interact with us. Ask the question you might have. We can answer them on a future episode of the Lockdown Caddies podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for joining this show. Thanks to Trey for for uh, being part of this wonderful crossover episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And for all my Coyotes fans listening out there, don't forget to howl on. Once again, thanks to Robin and Carl for taking the time to do this crossover and talk all things pregame. Uh, the pleasure is always mine. So there we go. The, that's my final prediction. The Devils will come out victorious by a score of 4-2 to two because uh, if we were going to come back from a long uh, period of time, uh, the team I would like to face is like a team like the Montreal Canadiens or the um, Arizona Coyotes because I don't think they're going to uh, – 
be all that much of a challenge for the Devils. So I'm glad that we're, for the most part, back at full strength. Uh, I'd say about 95%. Uh, hopefully Dougie Hamilton can come back sooner rather than later. But uh, like I told you guys, I, I wouldn't expect for him to uh, return for at least, um, let's see, when he first sustained the injury, I said about like maybe a month or so. But we'll see what happens. I'm not, I don't have official word on it yet. And also, unfortunately, uh, uh, I recorded this episode a little later, so uh, it's been revealed that Jesper Brat will not be going to the All-Star game. So uh, disappointing to hear that, but at the same time, you know, he'll get his chance. I know it. If he continues to play like he did this season and then he continues to take it into next year and the year after that, I, I don't think it'll be out of the question that Jesper Brat will become an All-Star. It just wasn't his time. But at the same time, I, I feel like, you know, d- despite him leading our team in, like, a bunch of offensive categories you know Jack Hughes deserves a 100% but I just want to keep in mind that Jesper Brod's impact should not go unnoticed so uh, that's all the time I have for you guys today thanks for tuning in and thank you for bearing with me like I told you guys my voice is weak and it's going to be weak for the next couple days so uh, unfortunately I won't be able to provide that same energy like I normally do but um, just know that I really do genuinely appreciate your patience and hopefully my voice gets better in the next uh, few days or so because I got some more games to call this weekend so continue to stay safe have a wonderful day New Jersey go Devils and I will catch you guys in the next episode thanks for listening